Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square with our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. And we're back. (laughs) I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Hi, Katie. How's it going? Hello, Mr. Shields. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. It is uh, December, actually, and um, we have been on the road quite a bit. We're going to be on the road more coming here uh, with our Municipal Leadership Academy. So it's a busy time of year for League of Cities, but we wouldn't like it any other way. No, I know you have been gone a lot. I have, yes. You've been all over the state. I've been to, uh, let's see, the budget workshops. We had five in-person events with that one, and including a virtual virtual workshop this year, which Mm -hmm. was a pretty big hit. So that was a lot of fun. And it was, but that being said, it was great to be back on the road and seeing so many wonderful communities and, of course, our amazing members. Mm-hmm. And then coming here uh, throughout the rest of December, we will be hosting our Municipal Leadership Academy, which is uh, a big workshop series designed for mainly for newly elected officials to get uh, sort of the basics of city government, help them prepare for their new roles in city office. And so if anybody uh, uh, listening to the episode is still thinking about attending one of those, you can. there's probably time by the time we get this thing posted. Uh, if not, though, we are going to record a virtual session uh, in mid-December, and that'll mm-hmm. be available for anyone to get after the fact. So we'll have that ready for people. And then MLA is actually done in three parts. So this first part is conducted in December, gets people started with some of the basics, as I said. Then we do a second part in January online with some uh, uh, online training. And then part three is back in person along with one virtual choice in April of 2022. So all of this information is, can be found on our website. Our new website. Our might new I website. Add. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let me quickly say how pleased we are with that. And also a tip of the cap to you, Katie, and Jess Vogel, along with our uh, wonderful IT team here at the league to, to get that thing ready. It looks amazing. Yeah. I'm, it's kind of nice to have that done. Yeah, it is nice. So what else and is going on? Are you uh, getting ready for the holidays? I am. Yes, you have we your are. Shopping done? I've started. I'm. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yes, it's kind of the approach we take in our mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to know is we are now taking workshop proposals for our annual conference and exhibit, which oh, will yeah. be in Waterloo this um, coming September. So we start that process really this time of year and kind of try to get them all in by the end of January. So um, if you have a topic idea, definitely send that over and we will take a look at it. Absolutely. We we definitely appreciate people sharing their ideas for topics and speakers. So mm-hmm. get to iowaleague.org. You can find the form to submit that and we'll certainly give it consideration. Perfect. All right. What's going on at the square today? Well, we are joined by our new board president, Mayor Donnie Hobbs from Lorville. Mayor Hobbs, how are you doing? Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So our listeners understand our uh, association, the League of Cities, has a board of directors, of course, which includes uh, 19 city officials uh, from around the state, 
some elected, some appointed staff. And from that group, we have uh, different officers, including a president. So each year at our annual conference, the members uh, select their new president. And that's uh, who our members chose wisely, I would add, <laughs> for, <laughs> for this new term with you, Mayor Hobbs. So uh, we always like to invite our president uh, early on in their tenure to get, so our listeners can get to know our new fearless leader, as Katie likes to say. <laughs> so for those who may not have met you, Mayor Hobbs, um, and also understand where you're from, Lorville is located in northwest Iowa in Calhoun County. And um, to get things started, we'd, we'd like to hear a little, about, a little bit about you and perhaps where you grew up and uh, what you do in your private life and, and also your blood how you, type, your social security yeah, number. <laughs> say, right. How private are we getting here? Yeah. yeah. We want to know it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might not go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I grew up, uh, I was born out in Colorado, spent the first half of my childhood there. And then we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma for the remainder of it. Uh, and then when I graduated from high school, I moved on to uh, Drake University there in Des Moines, where I got a bachelor's in uh, organ and church music. Uh, and from there, uh, well, while I was there, I had my first church job playing organ for a church. And I had some insights into some of the politics there. And, and at the time, I didn't think that that was such a great thing for me to go into full time. So I decided to venture into the organ building side of things. Mm -hmm. So that's now what I do. I work for Dobson Pipe Organ in Lake City, the neighboring town to Lorville. Uh, so that takes up most of my time for the work life. After We're going to have to have a whole separate podcast about what it takes to like put into working on an organ. I think that's very interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it sure could take a whole, whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to it for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot to it for our, our company right now. We're, we're going through, uh, many probably saw in the news that our building burned to the ground this last mm -hmm. June. So oh, we've shoot. been going through a lot, re uh, you know, getting our workshop going and, and things like that. And, kind of at the same time taking over the shop foreman so uh, i my duties are quite more much more involved now with that yeah i can so, imagine lots of balancing between that and uh everything going on with the city and finding this new position with the league and oh, oh at home i also have four children so you know, <laughs> oh, you know those you have those too yeah yeah there's that <laughs> The job all by itself, as we it all is. do. Yeah. <laughs> Very much, yeah. So you're a busy guy. Very yeah. cool. Okay, so uh, this question is always of an interest to our listeners. And how did you get into city government? What may motivated you to run? Well, uh, it, it was the town, really. Uh, I was... When we moved to town, the people there really welcomed us. That's one of the reasons why we moved there. You know, we visited a church and people went out of their way to greet us and welcome us and, and try to get us involved. And, and people did in community activities just immediately like, oh, you got to come over to this. We're having this event. And then when we were there, they made sure we met people 
and all. So mm -hmm. through just knowing people, they were looking for some volunteer EMTs. And so mm -hmm. I decided to go ahead and do that. So um, on the side, I'm a volunteer EMT with the with our group. So as volunteers go and th things like that, many of them are also involved in other aspects of the city. Uh, two of them were on the city council at the time, and it came time for elections, and one of them did not want to run again, and they were looking for somebody to take that spot. And so they talked about that at meetings occasionally, and so finally I talked to one of them about, a little bit more about what it would be like, and what we would do, and um, I barely got the words out of my mouth that sure I'd run as they had they had the paperwork done and ready to go for me to sign. It was it was a done deal. <laughs> so, uh, so it was just that community involvement, and I just wanted to. I don't think we had lived in town for very many years at that point. A few, uh, we just wanted to be involved and help help the town improve. You know, we we're it, it had some some good things and some not great things going on. And there was some improvements that really needed to be made. And also I just thought, well, I could be a part of that and see what I could do to help help further that along. So I joined the city council at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and then two years into that, um, we had a big upset. We were trying to figure out what to do with about a city clerk and things. And so we had a big community meeting and people were you know, well, are you going to share this position with the school? How's that going to work? We don't want that. Or it makes, you know, a whole big discussion. But at that, around that time of the discussion, we also had one of those meetings where we went into closed session for good reason, I'm sure. Um, I think <laughs> it was to talk about the city clerk position. It was a while ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, at that in closed session, uh, it was discussed and announced that, that we should be uh, firing our city clerk and that our mayor had intentions at the end of the meeting to resign. Oh, boy. So so at that council meeting, we fired the city clerk and the mayor resigned and the rest of us were left sitting there going, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So uh, we, of course, we worked with the league quite a bit. Uh, I certainly did and finding out you know what we needed to do and some resources for people to help us in the interim and mm -hmm. and get us through and all and amongst those of us on the council I always like to say I was the least opposed to becoming mayor <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it worked out well and, and uh, obviously for the last 11 plus years I've been mayor so it's kind of stuck yeah Funny how it works that way sometimes. The least opposed that's, is... Uh... That's what you had yeah. on your campaign signs. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. I, I right. guess I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, oh. and a plug, a little commercial for MLA. If you don't know, want to know all the details about closed sessions, I believe that is talked about. Oh, yeah. We in MLA. So. Yeah. 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 I think it was pretty early on I went to one of those... Uh, meetings as well I, I don't think that i completed it at the time but i know oh, no. going to. i know but <laughs> but at least i had gone to one of them back then right I some information yeah exactly <laughs> and we do tell people just try to get to one it's not yeah. required to do all three but 
yeah um, it's it's try to get yourself a little educated so you can yeah handle some of the basics everything you can learn the better yeah absolutely well it's interesting uh, you know it's obviously you've got uh, community service and public service in your heart and uh, you've really been uh, a leader there in Lorville. So what are some of the projects you all are working on um, currently or in, in the coming year? And, and maybe what stands out about Lorville that our listeners should be aware of? Well, um, we've got, uh, we're, we're working on a t- repainting our water tower. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting the process for that going. We've picked a contractor that's going to maintain our water tower and and do the painting this next summer. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Let's we'll see what that's gonna look like if we sort of spiff it up a little bit with the mm-hmm. logo, something other than just our name up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're, we've been working for quite some time on one of the buildings downtown uh, that's quite dilapidated. And so we've gotten to a place that the council has come to a, a, an agreement on a plan for that building so that we can get it torn down and we want to make a, a plaza in that space where it is that'll be kind of a performance space uh, maybe it'll be a, whether it's got a little bandstand at one end we're not quite sure yet how that'll look but the idea is to have a space that's downtown that people can gather at and have a have an event without closing down the street yeah a place where the mayor can play the organ well, you know, if we got an outdoor organ, that would be quite a draw. Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> I love it. When I was in California, and they just go to town on that thing. So why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it's a great, it's a great thing that we might get some fun, fun events to go in and all. Um, there's a community group that's been spearheading a splash pad. Uh, I'm still not thoroughly convinced of that idea, just uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the way water costs these days. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's a very fun attraction, and they'd like to put it down at our city park. Uh, so that'll be an, a fun thing to see coming to fruition, um, which I'm pretty sure will, despite the mayor's apprehension. That's great. And, and we're going to be working on some plans ourselves, you know, uh, this, I'm hoping that yet this month, we're going to get the council together and, and do a little bit of strategic planning for this next year. Um, sort of an abbreviated version of kind of like what the league board just did this uh, last month. Uh, just Great. sort of seeing where we're checking in with where we're at and what our plans are for the next year, which of course is preparation for our budget season. Oh, yeah. Well, Mayor Hobbs, you are, this is like music to Mickey's ears. He loves strategic <laughs> planning. He loves to, yeah. <laughs> like you're a you're doing topic. all the things. Yeah. 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 It is. It, it can be a really great experience. The only thing is, you have to follow through then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're putting together that plan. We've got, we've had lots of these meetings where you sit and talk about what's going on. Great. What do we need to improve? Okay. Here's a whole list of, our plans for the next, you know, few years, let's do these things. And then like then a year later, you realize, uh, so what did we do of those? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got to, we got to follow through and actually do these. 
and I like to do a mini thing of that just before budgeting season. So that then we're budgeting for those things to make sure we all can make them happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's that old saying, no budget, no mission. So yeah, you got to yeah. fund it. Yep. So, so as far as what's unique about Lorville, um, you know, we, we are a small town. We're uh, 371 now. I, I'm still working on memorizing our new number, mm -hmm. um, but it's around that number. So, so it's a pretty small town, um, but you know, it's a hearty group as small towns usually are. It's a tenacious, hardworking citizens that, that are why the town's still there and still mm -hmm. has what's going on. Um, one of our big annual traditions is a St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, so every year for decades on St. Patrick's Day, they have a little parade. Um, wow. It, it, you know, obviously we keep it on the weekends, but it's close mm -hmm. to St. Patrick's Day anyhow. And there's usually a corned beef and cabbage feed and uh, events going on at, at a couple of the bars where people have family gatherings and such. At one time, I believe it was known as, and I'm not sure if it was the length of it or the number of participants, but it was the shortest parade in Iowa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pretty unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, you know, exactly what all that means. But right, right. It's, it's still a fun thing. I mean, we always have lots of participations and great floats by community members. They get together as a group and do a huge fancy float up. Yeah. And I'll, um, so yeah, it's a, definitely a fun thing. Katie, I think we got to get up there for that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You guys yeah, have a lot going sure. on. We, we try to keep some events moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's Even good. small towns, you know, we like to have our things. One unique thing that we have right now that they just put up this last summer is called a sign forest. Huh. And uh, honestly, I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on as they were installing it because they just right. put a bunch of posts in the ground. And here we are with posts out in a, a lawn space. <laughs> but uh, it's now filled in quite a bit. They've put on lots of different signs there. Uh, you know, it's 368 miles off to this town where... Somebody's uh, now living or used to live and now they live in Lorville or uh, it signs for advertisements that of old, you know, things like that. So, so various people have contributed to that. Uh, hmm. That is yeah, cool. A I love that. Idea. Yeah. I'm not sure where, who started that idea, but it's a fun little thing to stop and look at and see what new sign goes up. No kidding. Yeah. I love that. You mentioned a little bit earlier um, about some services you've used with the league, but um, what would you tell your city colleagues um, about the league and how it can benefit cities of all sizes? Because I know some people are like, oh, the league, you know, that's just a big city issue and that's a small city issue. But really, the league serves all sizes. And as obviously with a population of 371, um, what would you tell your other city colleagues? Well, I really do talk about the, the great resource. Um, like I say, when when we had our big upset, just as I was coming on as mayor, it's like we, some of the others had been around the city 
council for quite a while, but that doesn't mean they knew very much about City Hall and what to do there, you know, and, and how to deal with um, what we are going through on, you know, appointing a mayor or how we do that and how we hire somebody. So, you know, we, it, it was a great resource to call and find out, okay, what are the processes that we can go through? And of course, there's the, the clerk mentoring program that the league has. So we're able to actually have one of those mentors uh, is local to us. And she was able to come in and help us out in City Hall uh, during that time. I mean, obviously very part-time, but she would spend a little bit of time in there helping us get by. And then sure. when we got hired a new clerk, they were able to have that mentor program going um, because we didn't obviously hire somebody that had experience being a city clerk. We hired somebody that was local and, and just new business sort of right. things. Right, very common. Yeah. Um, the, you know, be, beyond the, the resource of that, the individual resource, um, the, the legislative information and education on bills is, is incredibly important to all of us, small and mm -hmm. large, um, to know and understand what the legislature is talking about and how it's going to affect us. Because it's so hard to keep up with that without oh, somebody yeah. that's there looking at that stuff and pointing it out and saying, hey, but here's another bill that they brought up and why it matters to you. Right. Um, uh, aside from that, the those regular, like you mentioned about MLA, the education and training opportunities. I am always pointing out to our council members and to others that, that I might talk to that, you know, there's a training coming up for this and it'd be a, a great thing to learn a little bit more about or that sometimes we happen to be working on a project or, or working on, you know, nuisance abatement, which is mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Um, that That's another say, topic that hey. he loves. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? He doesn't love that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't? <laughs> so when when there's been a training about something that we're working on, it's like, hey, why don't you go check this out? You can learn a little bit more about about this topic and and maybe gain some fresh insights on it. Um, you know, the one other thing that I would mention about the league that I really benefit from is, and I hate to use the word networking because it sounds it, it's just what we've used. It's networking, but mm -hmm. it, that that is a thing that talking to others about what's going on in their cities and finding out that you know they've got the same thing going on. They're they're five times the size of our city, but we can share information about this topic because we're both dealing with it just on a different scale. You know, they Absolutely. might have five houses to my one house or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I can say, oh, well, here's what we did with it. And they might gain some insight in how to deal with that and, and vice versa. So yes. That, that is great. That, that's yeah. nice to just, and commiserate with each other over it. You know, that's always a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one of the great things about our league is that it does bring people together from all corners of the state, all size of city. And there are a lot of common issues. And that, and to that point, our board of directors uh, is made up of different size cities and, and folks from uh, different parts of the state. And so that's the next question we have for you is what prompt you, prompted you to serve on our uh, executive board? 
Yeah, well, and it is great to to see that diversity of size and, and location in the in the board leadership there. Um, I, I came to the board via a committee. Uh, I was um, the there was a small city legislative committee, uh, so it was sort of mm -hmm. a branch of our legislative policy committee, but that was specifically dealing with small town issues. Uh, so they had asked me to be on that. Uh, not sure how I got on that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, from that, of course, I was on the legislative committee then for, for some time and just starting to see some of the workings of the league that way. And then uh, when it came up time that there was a position available on the league board, I thought that it would be a great place to have somebody, another person from a small town, a particularly small town, to, mm -hmm. to be on the league board and bring those perspectives. Um, you know, that's that's what I really looked for, was just keeping the diversity there on the, the league board of size of towns. You know, obviously, as we talked about last month, it'd be nice to see more diverse of diversity on mm -hmm. um, the league board you know in more ways than just town size and location mm -hmm. but uh, but that that all depends on our pool to pull from sure elected officials so yeah well cool and uh, do you have any specific goals for your um presidency this year at the league well with my uh articles in the cityscape magazine uh, Which your December one just also. came out, and I really loved yeah. it. Nice job. Yes, yes. thank you. Thank you. I, so I'm trying to highlight volunteerism and the various ways that we can make use of volunteers. Uh, and and that, of course, is not just a small town volunteer thing. Obviously, big cities have volunteer opportunities and needs as well. So uh, I really trying to come up with some innovative things that we can do with volunteers and how to uh, support growth in volunteerism because uh, mm -hmm. out of obviously myself included out of volunteerism comes uh, further involvement you know maybe they volunteer in one project and then you get involved in the next one and pretty soon they're the mayor of the town right. <laughs> right. still working on those people to do that by the way yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess aside from that I'm just my goal and, and the purpose in me agreeing to run for or deciding to run as for pre the presidency was to show that this is an organization not just for the biggest cities in Iowa. I mean, obviously, a lot of big cities will say, well, it's an organization for the small towns to get educated. But when you look at the leadership, you know, we've had quite a few presidents from very large cities, you know. Waterloo and Ames. Uh, Ames is the uh, mayor, uh, president-elect. Mm -hmm. um, you know that here we are, right in the middle with uh, such a small town. You know, small towns have a lot to contribute, not just to take the benefits, but but to mm -hmm. contribute to the the state as a whole. So that's that's was. I guess another reason why one of my goals is to bring the small town perspective, but also to just elevate the league 
keep keep everything moving. You know, it'll, it'll be with our strategic planning, the the end document in that. Hopefully, we can mm-hmm. get some good decisions on some immediate things to start getting in process on to better our services. Absolutely, very good. Yeah, well, we're certainly looking forward to it at the league staff level and under your leadership and the board uh, as a whole, and. I often say this, and a lot of us say this here at the league, that the it, this, the state of Iowa is made up of small cities, in fact. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in our association, um, it, it, you look at our the census numbers, it's, it is it is primarily smaller cities around our state. And uh, it's a challenge in our association at times. As, as you know, Mayor Hobbs, and we mm-hmm. have been doing our strategic plan, you're, you've got to balance out some of the largest cities are in the room. Um, yeah. And then you've got some of the smallest communities that are in the room and they have different needs. But I, as you mentioned before, I think there is a, a thread of, of serving your public that we all face. Every community needs yeah. people serving and helping out to make it all work. And so I think it's a worthy yeah. goal in your, well, uh, and your leadership. We, as we saw with the uh, election cycle this year, um, the people that are running are it's not it's not a huge pool anymore mm-hmm. and that that goes for the large towns as well as the small cities we like oh, yeah. to think that oh well small town there's not that many people so you're lucky if you've got the one person running right well we saw that with a lot of big cities this year that you're lucky if you had the one person running that's right you know, so that's right. we all do have a lot of similar similar issues to work out absolutely well, we appreciate you hopping on the square, and we again, we definitely look forward to it at the staff level to work with you. And uh, I know it's going to be a fun year. We cannot wait for the next year's conference when you yeah. are going to be playing the piano for the, the attendees. Like we we <laughs> got right. you committed to that already, so <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's a, yeah. going to be a feature this year. <laughs> you give me a piano, and we'll figure something out fun. <laughs> well, and and we've got an additional board member that's that is a full-time organist, uh, Bruce Perry. That's that right. City oh, is, I forgot. You know? Yes. But, yeah. yeah that's, we... that's his day job. So, you know, you can get him up there playing something. There, it's the duel. There's the dueling piano <laughs> the dueling right pianos. there. Here we, here we go, folks. You heard it here yeah. first on the square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the things we get ourselves into. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mayor Oz, for joining the square. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. Right now, I'm excited to welcome Maggie Berger. She is the Senior Vice President, Director, and Owner of Spear Financial. Spear Financial is a partner program with the league. And this, I will say, Spear Financial not only provides so much value to the league and also our membership. I mean, I have to just say that they provide so much value to us also. We really appreciate the partnership with them. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for hopping on the square Thank you, Katie, for having me. Yes, and to get started, let's hear about you. Where did you grow up and how did you get involved in the exciting world of city finance? Thank you. So I grew up right here in Waterloo, Iowa. I am a born and raised uh, Iowa girl. I love living in the state of Iowa, actually. Um, It's fantastic. And for those of you that do not know the story uh, behind my start in public finance, Uh, My dad, Larry Berger, who many of you know, started off in city government with the city of Waterloo. 
he left city government to go to work for Spear Financial. And when he did that, we were in um, high school, my sister and I. So we stayed, uh, our, our family stayed in Waterloo and he put his office for Spear Financial in Waterloo. And by doing that, uh, when I went away to college, I felt uh, I was always kind of a math numbers person that way. So I definitely entered into the business realm. And as I went through college at Loris College in Dubuque, I really honed in on the finance side of things. And so I came out of college with a degree in finance and ended up working in an ag lending business because it's Iowa. So why wouldn't we you know, work in an ag lending business? I worked in ag lending for about six years. And then uh, when in about 2005, my dad, Larry, was looking to expand the business and be able to grow Spears business in Iowa and was looking for additional uh, people. At that time, it was just him and Charlotte Nielsen, who many of you know in our office. So I joined them in 2005. So I've been here just over about 16, um, you know, 16 and a half years, and it's been fantastic. And I really love what I do. I It is important for me that everyone gets good financial information, no matter if you're a big community or a small community. So I do really love what I do. Well, that's fantastic. And you all do great work. I, I mean, I've, as you know, Maggie, talked with Larry many times or just helped actually my education in city finances is always willing to lend yes. a hand. And I know you've learned from one of the best. Um, so as you know, we just wrapped up our uh, league budget workshop series in November. And in fact, you were gracious enough to join us at the Waverly uh, event and share some of your expertise with the crowd, which was very nice of you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And, you know, cities across the state are, are well into their budget process right now. And we were wondering from your angle, what are a, a few of the most important items uh, cities should do to have a successful budget season? Right. I think, I mean, you know, the, the number one item we always say is start early, start that budget process in the fall. You don't have to wait until the months of January and, and February and, and then crunch down. Uh, I think um, looking at it, start uh, very early and, and have those conversations, especially if you're a larger community. It is important to get through those uh, conversations earlier than later with your different department heads. But even from the perspective of a smaller community, I think working through everything gives you time to have a second look. It gives you time. If you're rushing through, you may miss something where if you put something together and you go back in a month and you look at it, you're like, oh, wait a second. That wasn't the number that I was anticipating to put in there. I also think it's very important when you're doing your budget process um, to remember that you can budget amend. It's not your goal to have to go through a whole bunch of budget amendments, but do put in there what you think you're going to need, um, but don't be fearful of having to do a budget amendment. If you've done a great budget, there's always gonna be an amendment here or there that's mm -hmm. gonna be needed. And so I think it's, it's important uh, to do that. And I'm a big proponent of uh, making sure that your expenses are high enough. Um, you can offset them with revenues, those revenues don't have to be property tax revenues. They can be some sort of revenue that you probably would borrow for or internally take cash from or something like that. But make sure that you're kind of including everything. Uh, those are those are some of the things you know we talk about when it comes to budgeting. I also believe truly that 
keeping good notes from year to year and throughout the year, sticking a budget file together and sticking items in that file as you go along. So you don't have to come back and remember what you thought about in May. Um, you know, you've got it there in a file. I'm, I'm a big uh, paper person. I'm, I'm getting better at electronic, but I'm a paper person. And, and so stick things in a file and pull that file out and then go through them and see if they're still valid or if it's still something that you need to discuss with your counsel before you move forward. All good tips for sure. And yeah, it, I think that's one of the things I would share with uh, the listeners is it's it's really a never ending process, as you know, Maggie, like, you know, the, obviously there's uh, obligations to every city has to complete their budget file it with the state. Uh, but really a good p- practice uh, would call for basically constantly checking your finances, checking your funding levels, your expenditure levels, how are things looking? And as you said, there's always the the opportunity to do a budget amendment and pretty much every city has to do one at some point. So I don't want people to be afraid, like, you know, I'm not going to get my budget just right. The one we adopt in March. Well, no, every city has to make adjustments along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. So as cities look at their options to finance a project or make a, a big purchase, what are some of the things they should be considering to make the best use of their city budget? Right. So it's a really good question. First and foremost, I always say reach out to those professional individuals, um, you know, people like what I do, um, municipal advisory. There's there's firms here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Reach out to those folks early. Ask us questions. Ask us um, for debt service schedules. It's always very important as you're you're working through your budget. If, if we were set to finance a million dollars, we'll have clients call and say, what does that look like if we did that mm-hmm. over 10 or 12 years? Um, we are we're experts in where interest rates are today and what we're seeing as we're selling bonds and we're participating in bond issuances across uh, the state of Iowa. And so reach out to those professionals, ask for that. I also remind people that if there is TIF being used in your community, uh, you know, tax increment financing, mm-hmm. if there's TIF being used in your community, remember that your debt service levy is protected from TIF. And, and, and let me kind of explain that. But that is one of the levies that the state code says you cannot ask for TIF dollars against. So if you look at your budget, your general fund taxable valuation is likely different than your debt service taxable valuation. Mm-hmm. And so we're very big proponents of don't be afraid to use a debt service levy to pay for projects that you borrow money for because you do get more bang for your buck. I know that some communities want to keep um, you know, the money just, oh, we'll just levy the extra 40000 under the $8.10 because we can do that. I would say take a look at that and see if you reduced, you know, maybe even below the 810 or you didn't levy possibly the emergency levy, could you get more than $40,000 maybe out of the debt service levy if you moved the levy that direction? Uh, Just remember that, you know, TIF does have an effect on your budget. I'm a proponent of TIF, but there are ways to work around and use um, that to your best ability uh, when you're looking at those limitations that um, can be put on the taxable valuation when there's TIF being generated. Yeah. And this just, I would stress to everyone, talk to Maggie, talk to your financial advisors. They are true experts on this. There are ways to play around with the numbers that do different kind of uh, repayment schedules for various types of financing. That's what that's what you need. If you're a city government, 
um, I, I, I would tell anyone out there that that's the best choice you can make is to sit down with folks like Maggie to help schedule out and, and make the best use of your levy. To, and I, I don't know of any council out there that wants to raise their tax rate, Maggie. I don't know if I've ever heard Correct. somebody <laughs> wanting to do that. But but with that said, with your existing tax rate, you may be able to shift some things around and, and free yes. up some money, so to speak, to, to afford a big project that the community really needs. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, the one other thing I will mention is, you know, by planning early enough, there is a possibility if you are wanting to increase your tax rate, because maybe you've told the community we're bringing on this big project, maybe the community has voted in that big project, um, you can do some levying ahead before you borrow for that. You know, there is a there's the idea that if as long as you have the authorization, either through the referendum or the public hearing process, you could do what's called a pre-levy resolution, and that allows you to put a levy in the debt service even before you've borrowed for it. So let's say we're going to borrow for it in June or July of this year, but we have not yet you know, sold those bonds and we're just in the planning stages. And we know that the citizens know it's coming on. Uh, as long as you have the authorization to do that, Bond Council can help you prepare that pre-levy resolution that will accompany in um, to the county auditor. You, that will be an accompaniment to the budget. And then the auditor knows that you have the authorization to include this levy, even though you've not issued the debt yet. That can be a major win in a budget. Otherwise, you're looking at issuing you know, debt with possibly having to come up with cash for the first payment or an interest only payment, which just continues to stall the principal. Um, and you, you know, definitely accrue more interest that way. Right. So um, just something else to think about. Absolutely. What last question, how often do you check the bond rates? <laughs> every single day. <laughs> we have a bond sale today. So, oh, my yes. goodness. so every single day. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for joining the Square, Maggie, and sharing your expertise and a little bit more about you. Really appreciate everything you do for the League and, and, and our members across the state. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate what the League does. I think you guys do a fantastic job um, of education and information uh, for cities, and I, and I really do appreciate it. Thanks for hopping well, thank on. Thank you. All right, Mickey, that wraps up another episode of the Square. And it's the holiday season, Katie. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go wrap my presents. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks to all the listeners for joining an another episode. We uh, want to say thanks and happy holidays to you and your families. Yeah.